Uh, Gmail. All right. Uh, trifling in NYC. <laughs> trifling in NYC. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get okay. after it. Go for it. Um, so this is actually not in NYC. I was on my way back. Oh. Um, it counts. It counts. Okay, so you're in a you're in a plane back from somewhere to NYC. So you yeah. So I I was on the plane. The plane was uh you know we were doing the boarding process, and the guy there was a row you know the row in front. It was three people you know I'm saying the three one of three oh, people type no. of thing. And two people are already in, and the the window seat is open, and the the third person comes and he Wait, uh, which, I actually which I see. You were window seat or aisle? I'm the window seat. My row is, I'm window, there's a person next to me, and then the aisle seat is open. The row in front of me is the opposite. The window seat is open. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the guy comes to the row in front, and I, I get real, like, real nosy on planes, trying to listen to everyone's conversation. It's just too many things happening, right? I find it hard <laughs> to, like, <laughs> to, not, to not try to be in everybody's business. I'm like, mm, what are they talking about? Because like, you can hear everything. I anyway. get it. Yeah, like you're cramped in there. It, it's hard not to hear people. Exactly. So he goes before he tries to go all the way to the middle. He's kind of a bigger guy, like at least two fifty, hmm. at least two fifty. Maybe I don't think he made it to three, but he goes, "Hey, uh, I have a proposal. How about uh-huh. instead of me like sliding through and having you guys move, you you just slide down to the end, and I can sit on the aisle." And because my shoulder needs to stretch too, it starts saying something about his shoulder. Oh my fucking! <laughs> I actually thought about you when he was doing it. I was like, mm mm mm. I mean, mm-hmm. this is similar to a, a story I've told on an earlier episode. Yeah. But yeah, just I assume you're referencing just my general like, I what? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Wait, so this guy had the the window seat or the middle seat? He had the window. So okay. he had, he had he had offered to trade his window, or I guess have everyone slide in, right? Okay. Right. Um, Isle guy wasn't like? having I'd it. I'd like to make a proposal. What? Yeah, Isle Isle guy wasn't having it. He's like, no, no. Good. I like, I, Good I like for to him. sit on the aisle. Um, I'm I'm just gonna sit here. I chose this seat, so this is where I'm gonna sit. And <laughs> perfectly reasonable. Right, reasonable response. The guy was like, okay. All right, fine. So then they all move, and he goes well, in, and he's the, and he's a the, bigger guy, so it is kind of annoying. The counter to that is like, okay, hundred bucks. Oh, you that's know? true. You know, okay. You know, start the negotiation. You want it that badly? Hundred bucks. Yeah, we can do this right now. Yeah, uh, Venmo. Venmo. You can do Venmo before they tell you to turn your phone off or whatever. But PayPal. You know, all does that. anyone actually turn their phone off? I don't. I I do, but I see a lot of people don't. You don't have to. Yes, you do. Your yes, you do. Battery drains. Quicker. I think I think we've been over this. Probably. You have to turn it to airplane mode, or the airplane crashes. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Pretty sure it's a fact. Well, when we go to when we fly to Columbus, Ohio, uh, for for the reunion, tell you what, you have <laughs> your phone in airplane mode, and I'll be on Twitter. Uh. You know, watching uh, I don't know Matrix fight videos. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so he sits down, and 
So then the person comes for our aisle seat, right? And she sits, and as she's sitting, she leans over and says to both of us, um, This is your row, not the row in front of you. Yeah, this is our row now. This is someone you'll be spending what, the next six hours with? Yeah, cross-country flight. Oh. Um, she goes, aren't you, uh, aren't you guys glad I'm not 500 pounds and, like, spilling all onto your seats? What? And... That, that, that was sorry r- roughly how many pounds would you say she was that was her opening line there was she didn't say good morning hi hello nothing like, like 460 475 pound range or no she was small it's like 120 at the most i would say oh what it was odd and then it was sort of uncomfortable because she said it loud enough and i'm pretty sure that big guys sitting in front of me <laughs> heard it and so uh, i'm like uh I don't, I don't I think the best response is a non-response. So I didn't I didn't say anything. The person next to me didn't say anything. Both of us just sort of looked at her and like, all right. Like <laughs> I I guess I'm happy you're not I huge mean, and, and squishing up on me, but it would probably be worse for the huge person because they would be uncomfortable. But now do you but, think like maybe she saw she was standing behind the earlier dude and like she was annoyed that he was delaying her getting to her seat and so she said that just to mess with him i was you know i was thinking she may have seen the whole proposition even the proposal she may have seen she may have seen it all because she came shortly after he sat down but i didn't notice her you know because i was just being too nosy listening to their to their whole thing right um yeah i didn't notice her till it was too late and then so that was just didn't respond to that. And she sort of went away, but she was just saying like other things, but I wasn't right. responding. That's my second thing is like, does she seem like the personality where she just has to like chat? Well, then I immediately put my headphones on. And it's nice. like, uh, nice. I, I'm avoiding all contact with this Good. woman. Um, and then she was looking strange. At one point she did that thing. I don't see it very often. I see it every now and then. The last time I saw it, it was like some, some younger guy some like college age kids that were like obviously hung over or something. Hmm. But she did that thing where she put down the food tray and she had a coat on and she put on a hat and she put her hood on. No, she didn't have, she had a coat, but then she put her coat over her head and put her head on the tray right. and stayed like that for like yeah. an hour. So she's using like her coat as like a pillow or something on the tray. Well, no, she covered her head with the coat. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Does what? Um. So did she? Did say, I record it? No. Yeah. Did you? Did you get video or only audio? I didn't. I didn't. Only. Only the memories. Huh. Um. No. I said, did she sleep the whole flight? No. She was very restless, and she kept looking over like she wanted to talk. But both of us had our headphones in, so she couldn't. She, we, I mean, uh, if you're hungover, yeah, it's like, and you can't sleep, you got to do something, otherwise. But maybe she wasn't hungover. She didn't look hungover. Nothing about her looked hungover. Hmm. Chatty Patty? Yeah, she did look like the type of person that just wanted to chat, but I'm not interested in chatting on a 7 a.m. flight. Ugh, I'm with you there. You know, actually, I am reminded of, um, uh, I flew to... Um, uh, Miami, a uh, number of years ago, and uh, it was on some like random like Thursday or something, and 
it was a pretty empty plane or more, maybe i don't know 60 percent full so i had an aisle seat and a woman came uh i was sitting down a woman came she was now she was a bigger woman um and i would say 300 roughly oh okay now she like i got up uh, she's like i'm here and i was like okay now she sat down and she put up like the armrest like between the middle and the window seat and she just sat and mm-hmm. covering both um and like it was i was like all right whatever if there's someone sitting here that you know they'll take care of it at that point but you know to, to, Wait, you're sort uh, of breaking up. Oh, sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Okay. So, as we're getting ready to take off, the stu- the flight attendant comes and she's like, um, "Miss, uh, so if you if you're going to be sitting, like, I think she said she said something to the effect like, you know, effectively like you're too big. You got to buy another ticket." Oh. But she was like well actually i i did buy these two t- these two seats because i already knew that and then that like i was like and i felt terrible like it's it's embarrassing in a way i guess but she had done everything right like she had the two tickets she, and like then the steward like just keep going the stewardess um i mean this, this, <laughs> this it was being an asshole so but she's like okay well can i see the two tickets and it's like she's on the plane like this is this has already been checked like you don't need to do all this and like she wasn't comfortable and i was like and i'm like you know the flight attendant's reaching over me to like look at everything and she's like well okay but then flight attendant's like well you need a special seat like seat belt what oh to go all the way around extender seat belt okay he's like i'll get one of those like the flight attendant was being like like she (laughs) This is so fucking like typical of like in like any little. It's like I I think I have I'm right and I'm calling you out for being wrong. Uh oh, wait! It turns out I'm actually wrong, but I can't apologize. So I have to find other things that you might be wrong about and then just be a dick about it. It sucked. And anyway, they they actually did get the extender thing and like, I mean, she took it in stride for the most part. But I was like man like it's it's difficult enough just like living your life like that to like have to then deal with like were you like she she bought the two tickets she had to buy two tickets like and then you still got to deal with grief like right all that you know and then like we said before it's a plane so everybody's looking and paying attention and hearing everything exactly because there's nothing to do and actually now that i think about it i did there was someone sitting behind us who now that I'm remembering it did look a lot like you. I'm not saying it was you. Cause that would be really weird if we were on the same flight. We didn't even oh, gosh. Was, I could see he was peeking between the, the seat, that little gap in the seat. Mm-hmm. I, and well, when I say peeking, like his ear, like I would see his eye and then his ear would go up to it <laughs> and then he would go back to his eye. I heard some giggling. I might have been giggling. giggling. Anyway, I, I don't know. It, it almost certainly wasn't you. So, no, it again, wasn't. I would remember that. Now this was a flight to Charlotte. Connection to Charlotte to Miami. So, 
where you, I don't know where this was. Okay, we can talk about it offline. <laughs> okay, it was wasn't. It wasn't me. Uh, like Shaggy. With uh, is that it? The, the flight. Oh yeah, that was it. And then I just avoided her the rest of the time. And the big guy slammed back. You know, he made things uncomfortable for me for a little bit, but I was okay. He was, he was extending all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, for six cross country six hours. Oh, but it was all right. What did you do? Did you like? I watched Deadpool two, and I watched part of Tag, and I slept. Okay. All right. Um, well, so my, I, I'm going to give like a, a little bit of a, a preface to my trifling in NYC because as, as we've both noted before, like it's like a lot of our stories dealing in New York is like dealing with poor customer service, which oh, yes. is annoying, but it's, it's tough jobs. And like the thing about those types of jobs is you have to deal with random people coming in off the street. Like you and I have office jobs, so we like i don't know about you but like i deal with i don't know roughly the same 30 people pretty much all the time and that's like rough like like i don't deal with people coming out of the blue that often okay i mean you work at you know like um uh like a best buy like you there's just people coming in and you just got to deal with whatever and so that part is stressful it's not paid so, you know i don't you know i don't know how to if I can say it's not paid enough, I, whatever, you, you get the point. So it's <laughs> tough, but you know, I had jobs like that. I worked fast food. I worked uh, at CBS. I worked at a movie theater coming up and I like, just like the, the, there's a baseline level of just like rudeness, incompetence. That is just the norm in New York. And so I had two similar incidences recently where, for instance, uh, it, I was at a Best Buy and I was looking for a white noise machine. Now, this is sort of a niche product that I could get very easily on Amazon, but I just kind of wanted one that day. So yeah. I was like, let me see if Amazon even has these. And I was looking all over the store and then finally someone approached me and she's, she's like, like, um, Sir, you know we, we don't, you know, we don't give money. Well, I can't hear. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm still working on this mic thing. So she's so anyway. She's like, yeah. Are you looking for something? And I was like, yeah. So I'm looking for a white noise machine. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah. They're they're um just down there. Just just go walk down there, and it's on your right. And. I'm like, well, this is a big place. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, she's like, yeah, just down the way on your right. And I'm like, and so I'm like, like how, so I'm thinking like. Just down there on your right? That's, that's, the, that's the only instruction? Yeah, that's all she said. Over yeah. there on the right, down there? Down there on the right. So I'm like, can you just come with me and show me? And she's like, she walked like a little bit of the way with me and then is like, yeah, yeah, just keep walking, keep walking. And then like, she's like, keep walking, keep, like she was, got to the point where she had to raise her voice because I was, I, there was that much distance between us. 
and she's like keep walking keep walking a little bit more right there so like and then i'm i turn to my right and i'm confronted with a number of uh sort of like baby soothing machines sound machines and okay monitors basically and like there was one there but like it, it was one item out of about 20 different things that didn't do what i wanted so i'm like i was like man like could you what what is it to just walk with me and just show me that would be so great right am i old and cranky and entitled um well you're not old you are cranky though um but you know that's what i would i would have taken you directly there and i would too unless they were like in one of those things where it's on the end of the aisle and it's like a you know and it's like so obvious that you can't miss it It like a giant display white noise machines here or something otherwise just take them there you know do you have you know headphones here do you have TVs here at Best Buy? Like, I wasn't asking that. This is really, like, niche, like... And clearly, like, if I come there and I ask for this weird thing, like, I'm probably going to buy one if I find it. So I get that they don't really work commission, but, you know... And the thing is, like, she was pretty upbeat and nice. Like, you know, all right, so... Well, maybe she was doing something else. Did you interrupt her? No, she came up to me and said, can I help you find something? Like, what do you want? Like, she came up to me. I didn't interrupt her. She wasn't talking to me. She, like... Mm, okay, then there's no reason for her not to go all the way. So, now th- th- I'm reminded there of another incident recently where um, you and I were, were at, you know, we'll, okay, it was a video arcade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they had, like, look... You know, you and I come came up in the day where it's like really straightforward. Court you the quarters tokens, go right. in, and then you play. These days, um, you got to get like a card, like a credit card thing that you load money on, and you got to pay an extra fee for the card just to get the card, and then you load money on it, right? Um, but you know, we had some time to kill, and. Uh, so there was, this is a, you know, it's not like Dave and Buster's. It was like an indie arcade, I'll say. And so anyway, there was a kid at the cashier station, which, you know, he was like on, I mean, he was like slumped over with his head in his hand on the desk. All right, fine. Look, I don't care about that. I just want to figure out how to, but like the machine was complicated. I didn't really know what to do. And I was like. I go up to him and I'm like, hey, how does this work now? And he's like, yeah, I just put the money in the machine. And I was like, what? Is there a card? How do I get the card? Do you have the cards? The cards come out of the machine. And he's like, you put your cash in the machine. And I'm like, can you just show me? And like in this case, he was like five feet from the machine. <laughs> and like, he was. It was all he had to do was walk around the counter and he was, was at like, the machine. And I was like, I, I was like trying to hand him like the, like a $20 bill. I was like, can you just do it? And he's like, no. No, I won't do it. You just do that. Just press that. And then he went back to this. And it's like... Uh, eh? 
But what? you did you did figure it out very easily. I did, but after your initial frustration and confusion, I actually think you were more irritated, more uh, confused, and bothered by his behavior than the machine because you figured out the Certainly. you know the the vending machine pretty quick, and then he was. <laughs> Can you just come out here and do it? He didn't even he didn't even react. I don't he even think sat, I, I don't, I, maybe he thought you weren't talking to him because he just sat there and ignored you. Yeah, he, he definitely did that. And I was like, I don't get like it's fucking hard. I assume it's hard to run a business in New York. And all right, fine. Best Buy is pretty well insulated. Like they'll they don't care about me, but like an indie arcade, like I mean, I don't even know how they're making Right, like how hard would it have been for him just to walk around and do that? I heard him give you that, like, terrible explanation. What? And it's like, of how to try to do it. It's like, oh boy, here we go. Basically, all he said is just put your money in there. Yeah, he was was like, yeah, the machine's there, put in your money. (laughs) Is that it? And then, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's the thing is also that, like there's enough there's enough barcades around. I mean, there's a chain, literally a chain called Barcade. Yeah, that that just takes quarters. So I don't know. I guess I'll stick there. Yes, right? But do they have time crisis? They do not because they well they only have the older machine. See, there you yeah. go. Is that? Was that what is that a shot at my time crisis skills or no no it's not, wow it's not a sh- <laughs> it, it just means you're gonna be going back to that guy because of time crisis won't be going to barcade I'm not going I'm not going anywhere I'm just gonna watch YouTube clips of people playing Red Dead Redemption <laughs> and so, well, it's out it's out right better comes out I guess um uh yeah it is. I don't good reviews. I think so. Um, you know, I should. I have a buddy who works in the video game industry. I'm gonna try to get him on this. I've tried to get him on this podcast for a while, and uh, you know, he's probably listening to this too. So, you know who you are. Come on and talk about Red Dead. <laughs> Come and talk about Red Dead. Reckneck, yeah. Shout out to the fire service. Anyway, let's get into one of our other segments. Um, the had that been me segment. Um, this is where we just talk about TV shows, movies, etc. You know, odd moments in those or crucial, pivotal moments in those things, and and talk about what we would have done uh, last last time we did a uh, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, I, I tried to watch another one of those movies, by the way, and I made it about two Which, minutes in. What? Um, it, the camera was too shaky. One of those like found footage oh, ones. Footage movies, yeah. It was supposed to. It's got good reviews too. That um, so is so below as above or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, the one that's set in the French. Um crypts or whatever yeah it was way too shaky and i just stopped yeah and they hadn't even gotten scared yet it was just like the regular it was a setup yeah it's like tourists in in paris or something i don't know 
but I could, yeah, that's, that's the premise, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it anyway. Sorry. That's right. Um, so, you know, we've hit the wire in the past with this segment and I feel like let's, let's take it easy. We both had long weeks. Let's just do something simple, get right to the point. Um, we'll do Seinfeld again, which, uh, you know, one of the previous ones we did is combination Seinfeld curb your enthusiasm uh, segment, both great shows. Um, so uh, is that okay? That's fine with me. Deal. Deal. All right. Can I present you with a proposal? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What did I I'm open. <laughs> proposal, proposition. Yeah, it's like... All right. So... He just wanted the aisle seat. That's all I had to say. I get yeah, it. I like, I, mean, I like to sit I always, on the aisle. I always try to get the aisle. Um, I mean, you and I are both, you know, fairly tall. So I just like stretching out my legs. Um, I get it. Oh, yeah, him. we had that. You got your legs all out in the aisle dangling around. Yeah, that's right. Shoes off. You know, look, we're, we're all here for a long time. We all get there at the same time. Are your socks off, too? Sometimes. Wow. Really? I look, I don't know if that I I don't know if that's a TSA violation, so I'm gonna say no. Um anyway. Seinfeld. <laughs> now we'll do we'll start with the one that so you told me before and can you hear this? This is my Yeah, what is that? That's one of the. I really hope this audio comes through clean because this is ridiculous. Um, but we recorded through this before, so I, I should be okay. Um, that's one of my heating pipes in my bedroom. Oh, okay. I thought it, I thought someone was just like boiling water. Well, the heating pipe makes sense. I also have like a, a hot plate in my room, and I am making tea. Mm-mm-mm. Um, but let me just turn that into the off. Okay. Um, so. Seinfeld, right. So one of the classic episodes, uh, I think it's season three, two or three, um, one of the quintessential Seinfeld episodes is called The Chinese Restaurant. Um, literally, and it's, it's, you know, it's fascinating because it's set just in the Chinese. You've definitely seen this episode, by the way. Yeah, I've seen that one. So it's set entirely, uh, it's George, Jerry, and Elaine waiting uh, in the waiting room of, of a Chinese restaurant and um, they're trying to make a movie so they're in a rush and the host says uh, it'll just be five ten minutes repeatedly um, so it's just them chatting and fucking around like it's it's great to be able to like sustain interest in that in that setting but they do a great job so one plot point there is uh, to kill time george is talking about this woman he's dating and i guess they've been on a few dates and he's relating a story to jerry about um her inviting him up to her apartment the implication being that that they would have sex um and he was into that and he's and like this is he was into that he was yeah he was into the prospect of sex and she has 
a small studio apartment and it's great writing because like the way they like i'm gonna say what happened bluntly but like they do a great job of talking around this and like providing the same info but in a really interesting way uh that's sort of subtle but very clear at the same time so basically they're making out and he had realizes he had to take a shit and he doesn't want to do it because she has a small apartment the bathroom's right there presumably doesn't want her to hear you know i mean with george it's probably pretty disgusting Uh, (laughs) and that would be a turn off probably for both of them i would think probably um and so because of that he just leaves and she got pissed he told her and this is all like a maybe a week before they're at this restaurant and so he told her to call him i forget why like he called her to leave a message to say you know i don't yeah this is a weird i'm not remembering this but basically he told her to call her call him at the restaurant for some reason and she does the maitre d's i can't hear you can you hear me now yeah he was like Cartwright. Anyway, anyway, let's just get the point. So you've seen, have you seen this? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. I don't remember this part of the episode, the Chinese restaurant one. Yeah. I, man, I don't know how. Well, the point is he's really concerned about his prospects at that point. Uh, right. I do remember him like really wanting to use the phone though, or like waiting for the phone. He was waiting for the phone because he told her to call him there at the restaurant. Yeah. But anyway, let's, let's do, have that been you. And you like in the middle of that, that like that's an awkward moment. Like, so are you running out like George did? If you gotta go, yes. You're making like this because that was that was he was, and that was early on in their relationship, right? Yes. Yeah, and if you gotta go, and well, I got a couple things that are problematic here. Okay. So. The first one is, yeah, I agree with George that it's small in the studio. And if I'm going to be taking a shit, I mean, even if it's not nasty and, uh, and like it's a quiet one, like it's a studio and you're only there with her, she's going to know how long you've been in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no way to, it just takes longer. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't, yeah, you can't rush something like that either. You don't want to rush it. Then you'll have, maybe you could have problems. But, um, so that, and then, and then the next problem is presumably the, the makeout would, would lead to sex, right? Right. Yeah. And you can't have, have sex if you're trying to hold in poop. Yeah. He, so he was in the middle of making out with her when he, the urge hit. Right. And that's when he Yeah. I'm definitely leaving. Unless and unless hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess you could go, but then you would have to explain. But then for me, like I would need to take a shower afterwards probably. Right. And so then, questions like cuz you if you poke your head out, like do you have an extra towel? This this <laughs> towel here in the bathroom is not going to be big enough. <laughs> You can't just go and take a shower in somebody's place. You gotta ask. 
And so right. then, like, yeah. Um, so I think I'd probably be with George and leave. Right. It also would depend on how strong the urge was. Um, as he relates it to Jerry, like, it was pretty strong. Then he may have just had to go then. If it was, like, a real emergency situation, I had I would have to go there. And then probably Jerry <laughs> have to have a... <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Okay, what? No. I mean, well, okay, so this is one of my follow-up questions with this, with the episode, is like, where did he wind up going? Because... Right, that was... She's yeah. not a favorite. I mean, I guess the, my go-to move is to just, just go into a bar, buy a drink, and then just go to their restaurant. Okay, that'll work. You know. I mean... Okay. I mean, I guess something like this did happen to me once. Oh, Lord. And I left. Okay. All right. So you're it was It was a similar, yeah, it was similar. I mean, the bathroom, it wasn't a studio, but the bathroom was close enough to the bedroom that you could hear hear things oh, and God. you would know how long I was in there. And I know that you could hear things because I'd heard, you know, oh, going to the bathroom. No. And it wasn't my place. And I don't feel comfortable doing that everywhere anyway. But I went and, you know, sometimes if you, you know, you're peeing, but then all of a sudden it was like, what is this? And, and so, and then I got like this real bad urge and then I left. I was like, all right, I got to go. I'll talk to you. I'll call you later. And I just left. But however, you know what? It turned out that I was food poisoning because then I was like oh. in the bathroom for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, no, I've had that. Yeah, it was terrible. Okay, so yeah, it's for the best. I mean, you know, if it's early, like it's it, you can't put that on, like you know, in food poison, like her taking care of you for the rest of the night. Oh yeah, you don't want that's disgusting. Now I will say I've also been in this scenario, um, years ago, um, with where we we went back to her place. Now. I live Lower East Side. She lived in Washington Heights. So, you know, That's for people who New York, that is a really tough way. Like, getting from Washington Heights to Lower East Side on the subway, you're looking at an hour and a half. Uh, cab, you're probably also looking at maybe 45 minutes, but then, like, probably over $100. Like, it's it's a lot. And it was like a Saturday night, and also there were like some. Oh, you're going out again. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So the other factor was that um, there were some as we were walking in, there's some goons on her doorstep. <laughs> this so is gonna be I, good. I feel I this. I honestly didn't want to leave. Um, for any reason, at least for day until daylight. <laughs> that's you know that's fair. Yeah, you're like nah. I mean, they, they knew her, but like, um, so us going. You don't think he would have been okay leaving the building? I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. They like we came in together. They kind of knew her. Um, and actually, well, 
so actually i i went out for beers at some point and then i had to come back as i found out like there there weren't buzzers at her restaurant so i had to call her and then took a little while so i was i was with those those guys um i don't know it was awkward (laughs) that was awkward anyway (laughs) so we were just watching um like a movie or something and then i was like uh oh like it was it was 11th hour oh okay you felt it yeah and i was like there i have like also up in washington heights they don't really have the bar restaurant density uh at least where, where she was so it's not like like going downstairs trying to find a place even if i said like i gotta make a phone call and i gotta do it outside like it you know and then finding a place that wow. was an option okay so I had to do it, yeah. So I had to, I had to do it, and it was, it was a, a full one bedroom, but yeah, the audio, <laughs> the audio, the audio. <laughs> available. So, uh, it was not, it was not pretty. Oh boy. Because I mean, we had been drinking and you know eating. To so take a shower. Uh, no, I mean, I felt like that would have exacerbated it. Okay. So I did it and I went, I just went back to the couch, like nothing had happened. Smooth move. Very nice. Yeah. She didn't say anything. No, she was cool. I mean, look, we both knew what time it was. Um, I mean, it's natural. Everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I forget. I mean, we don't have to get into the details, but I th- I think that was essentially it. Like, I think I might have, you know what? I think I might have slept on the couch that night. And she slept in her bed. Why? I, I, I don't know. That's sort of just what I'm remembering. That's interesting. Because of your poop. <laughs> um, maybe. Damn. I mean, yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like it's not a big deal. People who live in studios know, you know, whatever. We're at least me. I'm really immature around this area. Um, shouldn't be an issue. Um, you know, people, whatever, it happens. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but to get, get to the thing, so if I was in George's exact scenario, had that been me, um, yeah, I, I might've left too. Because I think with George in particular, like it's like him, first of all, him getting back to a woman's place is like probably rare. Um, so it was even more of a, like, pressure and, like, not fucking it up, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's already a certain level of stress, and then that happens, and it's like, let me just leave. Yeah. All right, well, uh, uh, the other Seinfeld-based had that been me is actually in a similar 
similar space, um, the uh, human waste disposal space. Uh, this time, that's all it. So there's so-called the garage where they go to a mall. All four of them go to a mall in Kramer's car. They park in the parking garage. Which, first of all, wait, you're getting a little fuzzy again. Oh, okay. Is this better? Yeah. So I guess there's a mall in Queens, but I don't know where these malls are. Oh, maybe they were in New Jersey. Did they go to New Jersey? I guess that's possible. Um, but Kramer drove. Um, so anyway, they, they just forget where they parked. And then so the most of the episode is them walking around the parking garage uh, trying to find Kramer's car. And similar, it's probably the same season because similar, like this is what Seinfeld did so well. It's like having like, you know, conversations about nothing that are actually pretty entertaining and like reveal like, I don't know, pettiness and insecurities about the characters um, that make them more endearing in a way. Right? No, they definitely do exactly those sort of things. And I like it when they like, even like the, some, like the previous episode we were talking about with the whole just in the Chinese restaurant, like the whole time they're just waiting for their table. And (laughs) it's like, who even comes up with an idea like that? These are just like these regular mundane, everything, Mm -hmm. everyday type of situations. That's one thing they get really well. Like it's really like they get right about New York, just like living in New York. Yeah, they really do. And then this one, and then the, the, the parking garage one, I mean, that, that shit happens I mean, all the time. In Ohio, but not not as yeah. much in New York. But well, any, yeah, it's sometimes. I mean, it's even happened to me in parking lots. I couldn't find it. Like last time I went to the beach, we had a hard time finding the car. It was at one of those big parking lots. I saw. Yeah. Um. Which what beach? What do you mean? What beach? I think it was Jacob Riss. Uh, okay. I guess. Yes, I my phone wasn't working, so I didn't get that invite um, for that one. <laughs> my phone wasn't working for a couple hours one day, so it must have come in. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the exact same day that that happened. Yeah, it probably was. Anyway, yeah. um, so the key part of this episode is that Jerry has to piss. Um, he decides to piss um, just like in, in the corner. Uh, and he gets caught by security and they detain him. And later on, um, George comes in, turns out he, he had been pissing and he, he got to <laughs> Turns out he had been pissing. Yeah. Uh, I would have, so the question is, would I have peed in the corner in the parking uh, garage? The question is, if you have to go really bad in a, in a, you know, unfamiliar space but with you know a lot of dark corners would you risk it yes absolutely absolutely would have now however i think you made an interesting point in the in the uh email and you're like why didn't they just go back in if it was a parking garage they're probably in the mall just go back into the mall and go to the mall bathroom right yeah i mean you know usually with malls like there's only like one bathroom and it's you know could be right you would have to go consult the map find where the bathroom is and then 
make your way there. I get that. So, but I also, um, I probably would have just peed in the parking garage too. Okay. Now, what if it's fully packed parking garage and like the only corner you can find is like there is a car there, like the, the last parking spot is up against the wall, but it's still in the corner. It's still dark. So I'm peeing by a car, right? Is that what you're saying? But it's not my car? Correct. And so I guess the possibility is that someone who owns that car could come up at any time. Or, too. you know, just peeing on someone's car. Is that an issue? Wait, wait, wait. Why am I peeing on the car, though? Well, near the I mean, it's going to, like, rub up against the tire, probably. <laughs> like, like when it goes and hits the ground, it's going to run down towards the tires? Mm-hmm. What if I angle it so it's not running towards the tires? It's going to go up against the wall and then, you know. So, I mean, I, I, look, I don't know if you have that level of control to where <laughs> you not only understand fluid dynamics that well, but also physics <laughs> and, uh, you know, just angles. Um, seems like you do or you might. I don't know. <laughs> I'm good with the angles. Um, but <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. It would be kind of weird. Then you'd be looking real suspicious in the corner by somebody's car. And then they, hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, you're right. I think, yes, the risk that that person might come back is probably like that's going to get you in more trouble. Like, potentially. Yeah, that's what I'd be more worried about. But um, yeah, if it was an emergency and I couldn't find my car, I would I would have found some place to pee in the parking garage. However, like that, and parking garages now aren't as um, like dark and poorly lit as that one, and you know, as they used to be. Now they're like all fucking bright. They got these lights everywhere. Like, and I think it's a little bit harder now to find a dark corner to pee in. Yeah, probably more cameras too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but for I don't me, know, like, yeah, when the security guard like come out, look, he's peeing on level C five. That might be northwest the, corner. The, Go get him. Unrealistic part of this is because they don't give it. They don't give a shit if you do that. Right. Um, like, what's he doing? He's breaking into a car. No, he's just taking a pee. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, for me, uh, I no, I I'd I'd go back into the mall and and find the mall restroom. Oh, so you would go back to the mall, also, like, find, find, find the map, like locate the restroom on the map, uh, then go all the way. Yeah, you know, yeah, I read, read the map. Like, it's, it's all there. Yeah, so that's not a problem. Um, the thing is, if Jerry had to go that bad, he probably had to go that bad, like, or had an inkling, like, as they're leaving the mall. So just do it there, like, you know? Yeah, if if it got to well, how long were they looking? I know they were looking for the car for a long time. Yeah, though, they right? were like, yeah, the peeing comes in towards the end of the episode, but like, still, like, if you if you also if you know you get a car ride ahead of you, you know that that's that's a problem. Especially exactly. Yeah, and if you're going back into the city from either Long Island or New Jersey, you know it's going to be traffic involved. It's not going to be a quick trip. You're right, Jerry should have been thinking ahead. Yeah, well, you know, he's a comedian, so. Um, so, 
Wow, shit. What was I going to say? Um, Wait, so how did... I don't remember. I got to watch this episode again, too. I don't remember George getting picked up. Uh, he did, yeah. So, like, so... One they, part, then they all got separated, right? They did. And actually, yeah. George, the very end of the episode is George hitting on some woman and, like, somehow convincing her to drive them around the parking lot to look for the car, which, I mean, that's not even a thing, but... <laughs> Um, one thing I will say is like, I remember one time I was leaving, uh, your old place and I was, there's like elevated subway platforms there and I had to go really bad on the platform and it was probably late night on the weekend. And, you know, at that point it could be like 20 minutes before the next, like until the next train. Right. And so I remember I walked to the end of the platform and I, I think I started and then randomly like a light lit up. <laughs> like, at the end, like I was like 15 seconds in and yeah, like a light lit up. And I was like, fuck, this is like, they probably got me on camera now. Like I was like, I was panicking. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Did you finish? No, no, I, uh, no, I like, I ran. <laughs> to where i mean just like further away from that area and then oh, okay i mean i like once you're on the platform like you can't just like like going down finding a place going and like that i could that could cost me another 45 minutes like you know it could, it could you could have a lot of problems you know you so could I just miss moved, train. I just the and i was like oh and also now that i think about it can you hear this song no okay uh, now I think about it, there, there's a NYPD booth on that platform. Um, now I was at the complete opposite end of that booth, but and I don't think it's always occupied, but still, it's not. It used to be when they first got there, it, there was somebody in there all the time. But I noticed that people, it was you know more of just a deterrent. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've ever peed on the. That's odd. No, I must have peed on a platform at some point in life here. I mean, nothing yeah. comes to mind, but I'm sure I did at some point. I I will say I I mean, I'm not going to say on the record in a in a, in a medium <laughs> that's recorded and distributed worldwide. I'm not going to say that I did. Uh -huh. um, but. I think actually last time I was leaving your place, like I was considering it because like, you know, they at least have the countdown clocks now. And like, it was said like 18 minutes or something. And then it said 28 minutes. Whoa. Fuck. Now, um, there's a bathroom in that station. Would you use that bathroom? Well, yeah, there's a bathroom there. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure which station you did, but the 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 B and the Q, the Prospect Park, has a bathroom upstairs. I've seen people use them. Well, uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. I'm not even saying that I was at that station either. Right. Um, the other ones, I don't, I don't know. If you went the other way, I don't think there are bathrooms at that station. Hmm. Okay. But um, um, I don't think I would use them. No, I don't think I would use a subway bathroom. What? Not even a pee? No. What? They, no. they seem they seems scary to me, like real scary. What do you think? There's that one in Union Square. I think there's one in Union Square too, right? 
in the park? No, 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 no. Underground. I think well, I've seen one. What is it you think is going to happen to you? That's. I don't know. They never look nice, so I don't want to go in there. Oh my god! It's just somewhere I don't want to be. All right. I mean, I get that. Yeah, it's they're dirty. I mean, look, yeah, they're dirty as fuck. Um, and I certainly wouldn't sit down on any, anything there. But anyway, all right, fuck it. Like, um, you would sit down? No, I said I would not. Okay. Um. All right. Wait, you would sit down on other toilets, other public toilets? I mean, if we're talking like McDonald's, yeah, yes, really, yeah. I mean, you just wipe wipe the seat down. Wipe it with what? Toilet paper. And you sit on it. It's it's clean after you wipe it. No, no way. Nope. I mean, don't do it. You'd better start hovering. You gotta go back to the hover. Back to the hover. You never, you never hovered. I mean, what? Look. So you're sitting down every time. Do you use the restroom at work? Yes, sometimes. Well, I do. There's no do germs. No, do I poop at work? There's no germs there. I try not to poop outside my home. I'm pooping anywhere. Anyway, like, <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> anywhere except the home of someone I'm dating. That's awesome. If I have to poop at work, I'm still not sitting down on the toilet. I'm hovering. I hover everywhere outside of my home. I mean, I will say your your home is very clean. Uh, I I get it, but there's no I don't know who really, was sitting on there. There's not really a danger from that though. There's no, literally no danger. Well, I guess you've been, you've survived this long. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that's something, I guess, right? Yeah. That's like your long-term study right there. Like, you're yeah. like I'm okay. <laughs> I've been sitting down. <laughs> I haven't been in New York for a while, so. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. I, I think mean, I'm about like to get past the mental blockage, but. I mean, well, I'm, I'm not gonna. Say in my that. office, like, yeah, they clean the bathrooms every day. So, um, in a McDonald's, probably not. So, yeah, I would avoid shitting in a, in a McDonald's. Um, that would be last minute emergency. But peeing, yeah, of course, that's no problem. There. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I pee everywhere. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's the pooping that I don't do everywhere. Um, it's hard. Yeah, hard to explain. Like my basically my unified field theory for art and art criticism. Right. Yes. Now we have a mutual friend who, look, I take this seriously. He takes it seriously. We've gotten into disagreements about this, and actually, I've sort of been thinking like maybe I should put a call out to any artist who might be listening to this and like might want to debate me on the show I don't know if that would be interesting though I don't know um, and actually fuck I should have thought this out a little bit, a bit better I don't know if there's any way to do this what do you think um, do you... I guess the main question is 
is there objectively, is there a way to determine whether any work of art is objectively good or bad? And if so, how do you do that? That's the main question. Um, my answer to that is no, there isn't. It's all subjective. Um, but I like hearing counter arguments and I've, you know, I've talked to artists, I've heard both sides. Uh, I've yet to hear a compelling argument for objectivity in art criticism, um, but I'm still open. You're breaking up a little, it got low. Sorry, is this better? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's a pretty arcane niche topic. It doesn't really fall in the visceralist purview that often. <laughs> we tend to get, you know, we were talking about peeing in public. Uh, about yeah, we got a good poop talk today, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was debating, like, do I do a blog about this? Do I do a Twitter account? I don't know. Um, well, let me ask, you, you've seen my arguments with, with our mutual friend, right? Um, which get pretty, pretty heated, you know? Oh yeah, they do. What, what are your thoughts about, I guess, based on that, like the value of this discussion, I guess, is, is it worth it? Is it worth even talking about? Um, yeah, I think it's worth talking about you. I liked your idea though, about bringing, like perhaps bringing an artist um, or someone maybe that works in some sort of art criticism as well. Um, that could be fascinating. Hear their point of view on things. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I've, um, I've gotten into, well, yeah, you know, the, the debate with our mutual friend and actually our other mutual friend who, who lives in my neighborhood, they both essentially the, their argument is like yes you can determine good art um and they you know i asked them okay well what is the standard how do you judge that like and like what's the criteria and everything that they give to me as like a, a certain criteria is inherently subjective so my counter to that is you can't have a list of 10 sub subjective criteria or whatever number it is to somehow get to a point where it's automatically objective. Like there is no good or bad art. Um, art intersects with the market in certain ways that, you know, make money for people. And that's different than aesthetics. Um, I, I mean, the question there is like, why do art then like you know if you can't connect with a wide audience with quote-unquote good art why bother or like why do we re remember like shakespeare michelangelo you know i, I don't know i'm i'm just riffing <laughs> i like your riffs yeah i, I mean, mean i i i have a tendency to agree with you on that one where I mean, it, it is for me. It's all subjective, but you know, some people, some people will say well, will say that it's not, and there's certain qualities and characteristics that wow. it has to have. But then, you know, but then it turns into something that you what? Now you're just like you're measuring art, but how can you? You can't. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you don't measure it. The two people I'm talking about, like I, they're both very smart, and I do respect their opinions, and like 
I really enjoy having his conversations with him. I mean, you know, the one guy, it gets it gets like heated to the point where like, I think I've walked out of a conversation. He's walked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, which that's not great. But um, I guess like. I think the question of why do we, why do we a thousand years years later know about, you know, Aristotle or uh, or, or the Iliad, you know, or Shakespeare, like five hundred years later, like, you know, clearly there's some value there. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously there is some some sort of value. Um, you know, there were probably popular playwrights in Shakespeare's era that we've never heard of. You know, hmm. but who in their time were probably successful, popular. But why do we know about Shakespeare and not But them? somehow, right, but somehow didn't, you know, they didn't make it through history like Shakespeare did. Mm-hmm. And it's 500 years, you know, that's, that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So my theory, and I'll like we can we can end after this, but like, and I'll put this out as like a call to like any artists who want to respond. Like, uh, my theory is that it's a combination of a few factors: um, a uh, patronage, uh, getting people to pay you to do your art. Um, you know, there's a lot of like I know a lot of comedians and actors, but they have day jobs, right? So. Right. You know, they're not being paid to do their gift. I mean, Chris Rock is, but, you know, most aren't. So combination of patronage, uh, marketing, uh, talent, and luck. So you think that's what made it? survive this song I think if or you then come up even with a, come to notoriety right? I think you have to come up with a framework for why art is good that's probably the best one I still don't think you should have to I think it's up to the creator and the individual audience mostly the creator um, I think the artist should do art to please himself or herself or itself um, I've seen some great spider webs that so that's where the it comes in. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That's all I got. That's essentially it. Do you want to invite someone? I should. Yeah, I think I will. I don't know. I know no. that does make sense, though. I was, yeah, I was just thinking about what you, what you were just saying. It makes, I mean, I mean, yeah, like, look, I, to these, these guys I got in arguments with, I'm like, look, I've, I've talked about this with, you know, people with uh, this one woman who has a PhD in um, architecture design and another one who's like an MFA and like, they agree with me. So, but then you get into things like, okay, well, why does their opinion matter any more than, you know? The two guys I'm talking about, like they're both fairly smart and they do actually engage with and study this stuff. But that okay, great. You're, you you've that's kind of my point. No one's opinion matters really, except the artist or the individual who's consuming it. Like, 
and that's it. The person consuming it happens to be a critic then, right? So then their opinion doesn't matter now. Right. So if you are a professional critic, that means you're, I mean, you're in that world, which means you're connected for various reasons. You know, I mean, look at like Basquiat's work or, or Jackson Pollock, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, my kid, my kid could do that, or Roth could. Right. These are successful artists selling their work for millions of dollars. Is their work better than, I don't know, someone in a gallery in the Lower East Side? I mean, they generate more money. Is, is that, I mean, is that the metric? I don't think so. No, it shouldn't be. Yeah. But I, yeah, I get your point, but, uh, mm. well, I mean, there's the thing is like, it's a thing, it's a question with no answer. And so it's just something that bothers you. Yeah, just, I can tell it bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my web series turned into an HBO show. God. Cause you don't know anybody. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't know. It is actually bad. Too. It's objectively bad. So that's the other reason. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, any closing thoughts? Um, let's think. Daylight savings is over. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be dark. At it's be dark. Five o'clock. Yep. Yep. So, do you even wear sunglasses into the office? I don't know. Is it worth it? Um, by the time you should still, because you go in late enough. Oh, I will. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go in so early that it's night already early. dark. Yeah. For me, it's going to be dark probably. The sun will be rising later. This is like yeah. my least favorite time of the year. Oh. It's okay. I'll be all right. Okay. I ate some. I ate some green stuff today. I'm okay. Yeah, that'll help. All right. Well, I go bucks. Go buck guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That looks so good. That's a good final thought. Let's go bucks. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go bucks. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs>